All right, once again, welcome to Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Your host, Justin, here with you once again. This is the place I talk about a lot of dad stuff, parent stuff, guy things. You've, if you've been here before, you know the drill. If this is your first time, then welcome and thank you. All right, so did anyone catch the, uh, the big game Super Bowl last weekend? I know this is the last time I'm going to talk about football at least for a while, anyways. I think it's uh, I think it's kind of cool. The Rams won. Not that I had much skin in the game, but it's you know it's cool. The home team brought it, and I didn't really watch a ton of the game. The whole family was at a party at my friend Doug and Tara's house. If you remember, he was on the show a while back. But did you see that halftime show? Did uh, did you guys did you guys see that? That was right in my wheelhouse. That was. I don't know, that really brought me back high school days, younger days, all those artists, you know, back from, uh, from my heyday. It was, uh, it was pretty cool to see. And I know all those Gen Zer people were probably like, who in the hell are these old asses? But, and okay, maybe, maybe they, uh, they had an idea, but I can't imagine they were going crazy like we were. But anyways, it was cool. Uh, brought back some some good memories for me that's for sure and remember I'm not much of a sports guy I do it for the talking points right to uh, have good conversations with people that are deeply invested in it so and actually speaking of talking points I have to tell you about this experience I had I went on a date it was a mandate okay I've talked about making friends before on other episodes, you know, putting yourself out there and uh, just uh, opening up and talking to people and making that effort. And that gets harder the older we get. I really think that. But I had an out-of-state friend who contacted me about another friend of hers that recently moved from her state to here in Indiana where I am. And she wanted us to kind of connect. So so we set it up and uh, set up a lunch date I feel like one of those girls, it's like, oh, I don't normally do this, ha ha ha, but I don't know why, I just do. But I did it, uh, met this guy, nice guy, family guy, uh, wife and kids, we just kind of talked about our backgrounds and shit that we like to do and, you know, what we're, what we're into and where we came from, but it was good, it was, it was really good for, for something that I don't normally do just randomly going to talk to complete strangers, I think I did better than I thought. There was uh, no awkward lulls, at least. And see, I've never really had a job that required me to interact in that capacity, sales or marketing or anything like that, where I'm constantly talking or giving presentations or meeting potential clients or whatever. I've always worked in small groups, four to six people, small operations, so I've never really been great at speaking, flowing with the conversation. It's kind of like speech class or oral presentations in college. Did anyone really like going to those? I mean, this podcast helps me, helps talk, and helps me have fluid speech. At least I hope so anyways. But anyways, yeah, it went well. I got to know this guy, and I think there's a possibility for some friendship there. It always helps when uh, you're at the same age. You have kids in the same kind of realm of life. You're sort of into the same things. We'll probably meet up again at some point and maybe build on that and hang out and and uh, see what happens. 
See? So it's not that bad. We can put ourselves out there. We can meet new people. We can create those relationships. And it's okay. It's difficult and possibly uncomfortable, but it's worth it, I think. All right, moving on. Valentine's Day shenanigans are over. How did you fare out there? What did you do to make it special for your spouse? And I know I said I wasn't going to talk much about this the other week. I was like, I'm not talking about Valentine's Day, but now here I am talking about Valentine's Day. And I said the other week that you should do something special, buy something special for your wife or your husband, something that they think is that means something to them, right? Well, I did none of that. Nope, I, I didn't do anything. What actually happened was my wife mentioned to me that maybe we shouldn't do any gifts for Valentine's Day. We have Christmas that just got over, our anniversary's coming up, birthdays are coming up, so it's all just bang, bang, bang right after one another. And she said, let's not do anything. And I said, yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. I get her point. It really does just end up becoming buying stuff, a lot of stuff and things. So I understand her point. But I did do something, though. I bought roses. And I know I'm totally going against my own advice on buying flowers and doing all the generic stuff. But sometimes we just do what we can do. I told my kids that the flowers were for all three of them, and they thought that was kind of special. And, and plus, I never buy roses. I, I literally never buy them. I try to buy other flowers. You may call them cheaper flowers, but that's okay. My wife tends to like daisies a lot, so I try to buy those randomly, not on holidays, just, uh, just during random times of the year. Like when she got back from seeing her mom, who was sick and in the hospital, I had flowers here, home waiting for her. Stuff like that. So I think the roses were a surprise. And then I did give her a card. And this is where I think something special kind of comes in. I didn't buy a card. I made a card. And it wasn't some elaborate thing. It was just a basic piece of paper folded up a couple of times. And I drew some letters on it and and some hearts with a message on the inside. And it was really personal to her. And... I think it was something that you couldn't necessarily buy off the shelf. And it was a hit. She loved it. She she really appreciated it. She And she really liked it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it's more about the effort that we put in than the actual cost of what we're buying. That if you do basic things, but they come from a good place, they come from your heart, and you actually spent time on it, and it meant something to you, then it will definitely mean something to your spouse. A surprise to me actually was that she and my daughters made a card for me as well. So it was a pleasant surprise and I really did love it. I really did appreciate it. And yes, we could have bought cards off the shelf for $4 or $5, sure, but these little homemade cards just, they just hit a little bit different, I guess. So, so guys and gals, take notes. Um, I think your spouse will enjoy it unless they are a cold hearted asshole. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, we're we're low-maintenance, low-key people, a low-key couple. Holidays and events don't have to be a big production for us all the time. Huge dinners, extravagant gifts, lavish evenings all the time. They can be nice, intimate, at-home experiences, and they I think they're just as good. Like, we didn't even go out to dinner for Valentine's Day. Our kids went to school. We got a nice lunch date in, and then we, we made a nice dinner together at home, and it was, it was very pleasant. 
So all this stuff kind of got me thinking uh, about a couple of different things. One of them being, what is the standard for things? Holidays, special events, days, moments. And before I continue, I just want to say I'm not trying to say things are always this way and that I don't like it or that I'm complaining. I'm just inquiring, discussing, observing, okay? But here it goes. Why does it seem like it's usually left up to the guy to plan, say, Valentine's Day or plan the anniversary or plan the special event and surprise the spouse? Is that just the way it's been? Is it an act of chivalry? Like the guy handles all the little details and the spouse doesn't have to? It's like doing that extra bit of work. I'm genuinely asking here. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Like I said, uh, I'm just trying to find out. I mean, me and my wife usually plan things together a lot of times. It just seems like the norm for us. She did tell me she was going to surprise me with a dinner date a while ago, but some events came up and we and she had to cancel. But So that does happen. She did tell me about it. But you just see in the movies or, you know, with other people that the guys plan this extravagant evening or adventure and whisks the wife away to go enjoy. Uh, I don't know. Is that, a, is that a masculine thing? Is it that the man is responsible for showing his planning skills and ability to impress his date? Kind of like a peacock? Impressing the lady, impressing the female with a fancy display of feathers, you know, like they do? They put their feathers up and shake them up in the air. Which, hey, I don't mind at all impressing my wife. Not at all. In birthdays, you know, I totally get it. So I'm just curious about other mutual holidays. I'm actually planning one right now. I can't really speak about it too much. I think I did mention it a few months ago, but we will see if I can get this all in motion and get it going, but I think it's going to be good. All right, moving on here. The second point I wanted to kind of discuss or thought was worth discussing was selfishness. Being Valentine's Day just happened. We have all been doing nice things for loved ones. A lot of selflessness going on aside from just doing nice things for others with no intent on repayment does that kind of make sense doing stuff for others and not having that well what's in it for me type of attitude and what got me thinking of this was uh, you know a culmination of things a few weeks ago my wife was gone you remember I was doing the whole solo parenting thing for a couple weeks And I decided to grow a mustache during that time. My wife was out of town. So I was like, well, I'm going to grow a mustache. Silly, I know, but I did. Did I tell you about this already? But anyways, if you want to see a picture, go to my Instagram at VegasRamer. You can see me with a mustache if you're so inclined to see what that looks like. Go check it out. Well, so I, so I grew this thing and I was kind of digging it. I thought it looked like a, like an attractive Tom Selleck, you know, but okay. Just kidding. Uh, nobody can be better looking than Tom, but Anyways, I had this thing. I thought it was cool. I was rocking it. Showed my buddies. They all thought it was neat and that I should keep it. Well, the day that my wife got home, I shaved it off. Clean. Gone. And why did I do that? Well, because I knew my wife wouldn't like it. She has vocalized to me in the past how she is not a fan of facial hair. On me, anyways. Other people, she could give a shit less. But she's never liked me with a ton of facial hair. And that's fine. I don't... 
I don't really care. I don't have a, a huge preference on it. And that's why I shaved it off. So the moral of this little story is, well, I could have kept it. I could have been selfish and just left it on my face. But would that have been the right thing to do? Because I would have been happy, but I know she wouldn't be happy. And I like doing things that makes my wife happy as well, okay? I don't like doing things that purposely irritate someone that I care about. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying happy wife, happy life. I honestly hate that saying. It's it's irritating. It just insinuates that it's a one-way street, and as long as one person is happy, then it doesn't matter if the other person is suffering. Which, yeah, I know that's kind of extreme, but anyways. And I also know that I have been selfish at times. It happens. I think we all have to be selfish to a varying degree. I think it happens a lot with married couples, and I think it's kind of normal. As long as it ebbs and flows in a way, I think it has to. I have to get this project done for work. I want to go to the gym. I need a break from the kids. I need help with daily house duties. And there are many, many other things that revolve around some form of need and want and plenty of unspoken ones as well. Those are probably the more important ones, the unspoken ones. And there are certainly different degrees of it. If I were to go blow off my kid's gymnastics or my wife's presentation she wanted me to watch and instead go to the gym and work out for two hours or money issues, let's say, if I spent a bunch of money selfishly on things for just me or, I mean, even even more basic, even choosing not to have a quiet evening with my spouse and I go out to the bar with the boys all the time. You know, that would be me being selfish and that would be a problem because I would only be focused on my wants and my needs and it could be you know another another example would be simply ignoring your wife in the evening and spending every waking moment on your phone that's that's a that's a real basic one and I bet that's a real problem and I'm guilty of it too and I mean we all know our spouses we know what they are okay with and what they're not we aren't stupid but I think some people kind of push that. And then that's when the relationship gets stressful. People become resentful. It'd be like me keeping my mustache. Just, I know it would irritate my wife. And I had I picked her up at the airport with that thing on my face, it would have immediately caused an issue. And, and I don't want that. So. so, guess what I did? I found a couple of articles on selfishness. So... I thought I would just kind of go through them and, uh, and take some good talking points. And I also thought that sometimes we don't even realize that we are being selfish or self-centered. So how do we become this way? Do we even realize it's happening? Now, according to this article on medium.com, it's really easy to fall into. With busy self-centered lifestyles, even things I mentioned earlier can cultivate someone to be more and more selfish, especially if we forget to have empathy toward other people around us. So they say, if you've noticed an increased conflict with relationships or you are struggling to connect with people, then the answer could lie in the way you see yourself or see the world around you. That was taken actually straight from the article, which I will link in the description so you guys can check it out. I highly recommend it. So 
What type of people do we typically think of when you think selfish or self-centered? Well, me, I, I think of celebrities, honestly. They can and they do buy whatever they want. They only seem interested in having their every whim taken care of. They have people waiting on them, cooks, nannies, car services. They have high demands. They're never wrong. They're the center of attention, which are all signs of being a selfish person. And I'm just speculating here. I don't know any famous people. This is just my opinion. I have no experience hanging out with celebrities, so it just seems like that's typical of that subset of people, you know, what you see on TV and media and other stuff. Some of them, anyways. The article continues, stating that taking care of ourselves is important, and of course it's good to stick up for what we want and believe, but when these desires and beliefs come at a cost of others, they cross a line that only grows to leave us isolated and defeated. They say it's critical to find a balance in caring for ourselves, but also caring for other people. That helps us cultivate healthy relationships. So what about in marriage? Another article I found on marriageinabox.com. And side note, remember, I just search for this stuff, and I find it, and I tell you about it. I have no affiliation. I just do Google searches, like I say all the time. But they say that selfishness is one of the major enemies of married love within a family. It affects everything. How we talk to each other, how we divide responsibilities, how we resolve conflicts, you name it. Then sometimes a spouse will manifest many weaknesses, like failing to listen, not respecting the views of others, trouble communicating. Does any of this kind of ring a bell for anybody? Sound familiar? Hopefully not, but both of these articles list similar ways to become less selfish. These are all patterns that are learned over time, and they can be changed, and we can learn to become more generous and more understanding. So first, it says to try to become a better listener. I know, super basic, right? They say that the first step in the path to becoming less self-centered is when we listen to family and friends, we access new perspectives and realize new aspects of ourself. It also says be present, engage in the conversation, and don't go into it with preconceived notions. Next is put yourself in other people's shoes. I myself try to do this a lot with my wife and many different aspects, not necessarily selfish ones, but just throughout the day. When she does something that maybe I don't like or I get annoyed about something, I really try to put myself in her place and think about her perspective and what she feels, and that tends to help me understand and give me empathy and compassion towards her. Another one they say is figure out how to give your time which means creating space for other people in your life. Commit to sacrificing your time, which is, is free. My time is free, technically. And this, they say, will allow you to bond better with those you care about. And the last one here I'll mention, which I really like, it says be present in life. They say to exist in the moment. I think that really gets lost today, even with myself. I'm, a, I'm very busy. I have a lot of things kind of going on, even though I'm a stay-at-home dad. I'm working on this podcast, you know, every week, days on end. I'm working on video creation for my other project. I'm getting personal projects done around my house. And I'm trying to go to the gym and work on my health and fitness. 
And what do all of those things involve? Me, my projects, my podcasts, my needs, my fitness, you know. And I've noticed life tends to be a little bit easier and more fun even, more relaxing when I take a little bit of time and I put my needs and wants on the back burner. Not forever, just temporarily. And I just exist in the moment and I enjoy things with my family and my kids. And it, and it, really, it really feels good. It kind of opens up your eyes. I'm not saying to do it all the time. <clears throat> we still need to do things for ourselves and take care of our things, but... I think there should be a good balance. Like this article says, the little moments in between all the big stuff in our lives is where the most beautiful experiences are. That's where we connect with people. And I don't know, it's just, you know, when you when you set down your things and you set down your priorities for even if it's for an hour and and you sit down and you play with your kids on the floor or you go for a walk outside and and converse with your spouse or Whatever it is, it really it really changes your perspective and it it's like a weight's lifted off your shoulders almost. It's 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 weird how that is. When you really disengage from all your wants and needs for a time and do other stuff. It's just it's it's a crazy feeling. And there's quite a few other tips and stuff they have in both of these articles, so check them out on your own. I'll link both of them in the description, like I said, but it's quite enlightening, I guess I would say. Um I don't know. I think it's they're worth a read. So check them out. So what are the takeaways here? Be open and present with your spouse. Communicate. Communication, I think, is 100% key. You you always hear about it probably in therapy and in everything else that lack of communication is what is what drives people apart or drives the resentment. I think that's key. Sounds lame, but it really is. Also, um, personally, put the phone away. Put some music on cook dinner with your your wife, your spouse, experience some of those little moments, experience some of those other moments with your kids, like I mentioned, and also, you know, take care of your personal needs and your personal wants, but the world is bigger than our problems. The world is bigger than what's going on just with us. Our kids are only young one time. And then that's over. So just really keep that in mind. All right. So I think that's about all I have for today's show. Please remember, uh, I'm not a doctor, a professional, a psychologist, nothing. I say it on here all the time. I'm not a professional. So I just talk about personal experiences and I read articles I find on the internet. Also, I'm going on vacation here for the next two weeks road tripping to Colorado to visit some family. So I will try to still put shows out. They may be a little shorter. The audio may suck, but we will see what I can do. Maybe I'll have some interesting stories from the road. So stay tuned for that here in the next two weeks, maybe three weeks. I don't know. So, all right. Thank you for listening to Stay at Home Dad's podcast. Like always, please reach out to me on social media or through podme.com. Let me know kind of what you think. Have you had experiences with selfishness? Selfishness? Yourself or with other people? If so, try to implement some of these ideas. See if they help. Also, please share this podcast, subscribe, as well as review. That all really helps me out. I really like to know what you think of what's going on here. 
And lastly, you can find this podcast on all the main platforms, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google, as well as Spotify. And hopefully I will talk to you next week.